0: what's happening everybody welcome back into the sharp angle podcast and it's been a weird couple of months that is for sure i mean right now i'm getting groceries this guy who's shopping for me I'd like i've had my groceries delivered the last couple months he's texting me like hey they don't have this kind of bread but they have that kind of bread I'm like dude i didn't even order bread what are you talking about it's a nightmare just trying to get groceries delivered to your house and when they show up you know they're bruised fruit, the the, the vegetables aren't good, oh man, I tell you what, I've had a rough couple months, I've just been itching to get back to sports, I bet you guys have too, and that's what we're here for, we're back now every day, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find us every day on your favorite podcast, player from here on out, and on today's show, we'll talk about when each major sport will be returning, and of course, we'll wrap up today's show by giving a pick out in some La Liga soccer, so we'll uh, get into it right now, let's do it. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player. This is a little weird. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like getting back riding a bike, only the bike has, it's one of those ones with like a really big front wheel i just kind of, whoa, go down the street. It's, it's weird to be back in the studio, but hey, it's good. I'm glad to be back because you know what that means. That means we're talking about sports betting. And uh, like I said, we'll talk about each major sport, when they're coming back, what you can expect uh, as we get back and get some action on the board. And I will uh, give a pick to end the show as well. Uh, football will start off there because it looks like the NFL and college football are both going to start on time. Uh, No major news coming out there, and we can be happy with that, which means... If you like these Woos Media podcasts, you know we, we have a, a national college football show that we do and a couple local college football shows as well. So um, we have a, a University of Colorado football show. We're launching a Boise State football show this year. And like I said, a college football weekly is the college show. So all those will be back on time. At least they should be right now unless any news comes out in college football and the NFL, of course, as well, starting on time. So football, we're good to go. Uh, baseball, we'll go in order of kind of when these sports are expected to come back. Now, baseball is weird because, well, baseball's always, uh, hang on. This guy just texted me back. My shopper. I can let everyone know what's going on with my shopping. He said that my, my tomatoes were showing up as bread. Oh, yeah, because that happens all the time. That, that makes a whole lot of sense. Well, at least he figured it out. Timothy F. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for getting the job done. Um... Oh, yeah. Baseball. But look, first of all, as all of these sports are releasing news about negotiations, what's happening in the you know behind the scenes, when they're going to come back, every sport is doing exactly what I expected them to do. OK, the NFL has been really buttoned up. We're going to stay on time. We're going to stay sharp, stay on time. OK, we know exactly what's going on with the NFL. Uh, hockey has kind of been a little up in the air, but they've gotten it done behind the scenes like hockey always does behind the scenes. The NBA, Adam Silver, really taking this by the horns, being very aggressive, but very cautious cautious at the same time. So each sport is kind of following its M.O., what they always do, that's how they're handling this. Well, the MLB is doing the exact same thing. I mean... Can baseball be any more baseball throughout all of this? They've gone back and forth. They can't make their mind up. These negotiations are laughable. Have you ever seen a worse public negotiation where everyone is rolling their eyes around the country and no one understands how, or everyone understands how stupid it is except for the people right in the middle? I mean, that's what's going on with the MLB. You know, like I said, how MLB of them. And it's, it's not just baseball. It's the MLB Players Association as well. You know, the MLB PA comes out in the classic horrible negotiating tactic and says, hey, fans, all we want to do is play as much baseball as possible. And the MLB gives them a a proposal. Nope. New deal? Nope. How about this deal? Nope. But hey, all we want to do is play. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you do. Now, I understand a lot of uh, a lot of pay was cut for these players and no one likes their salaries being cut. But given the circumstances of what's been happening the last couple months, I think players need to alter what they expect and what they're used to getting. Now, what they're proposing, the last proposal that's come out, which was two days ago, and we're recording on the 15th, early on the 15th, uh, when this podcast comes out. Um, But as of two days ago, this is the new proposal I've heard. 72 games they will play and the players will get 70% of the prorated salary. Now this should pass because it's not that far off from what the players had, had had proposed. The players came back with a counter proposal last time and said they wanted 76 games with 75% of pay. Well, now they're getting 72 games with 70% of pay. It's very close. I wouldn't expect the MLBPA to turn this down unless they're being super, super petty and really trying to string this along so they have to play fewer games and potentially make more of a percentage doing that. But they've fumbled this. They've looked really bad. There's been contradictions within the same groups of people negotiating for this whole thing. And baseball had a real opportunity here. I mean, baseball, I think we could all all, all agree that if things are done correctly Baseball is the least of any sport if you're going to transmit the, the, the coronavirus, right? These players are spread out. There's no touching, really, in, in the inherent nature of the game, As, at least it, it, when you're comparing it to football or hockey, or basketball, when these players are in each other's faces, baseball is much different. The closest you get is catcher and and, and the batter, maybe when there's a play at one of the bases. Aside from that, baseball is the safest sport. So if you're telling me hockey can put everything together and neatly come back quicker than baseball, that, that should not be the case. Now, having said all of that, baseball is still expected to be the first one back, but they missed a giant opportunity. An opportunity, by the way, that the UFC took advantage of. When everyone's at home sitting on their couch, you got a chance to do something. Now, you don't want to prioritize money over health and safety. I'm not saying that. Of course, you need to take the correct precautions, okay? But look what the UFC did. And I, I, know I can hear you out there right now. Tyler, UFC's UFC is only two people, a couple of their their ring members. It's not a whole team. But if you look at the nature of UFC and the nature of baseball, I'd say that's pretty much a wash given how spread out these players are in baseball. And again, if you're taking the correct steps, if everything is insulated, if you're playing in one or two hub cities, everything should be fine. And baseball missed a real opportunity to get out in front of this and be on TV. Now, I can speak from experience. You know, part of what we do here is At Woos Media, obviously, we do these podcasts. But another part of it is the online media, the digital advertising. And those last couple months, when a lot of businesses were struggling to stay going and i know how tough it was trust me you know it seemed like a lot of people were doing things online more than ever so i saw you know people were searching on google more than they've ever searched this entire year you know if you look back the last 5 years in in may you no know, no no one was searching more than they were this year so everyone's at home everyone's on their internet everyone's on their tv baseball missed a huge chance and again i don't really it doesn't surprise me because that's what baseball does but right now, they are looking to come back July 4th. There is no confirmation. They're just that That's a date they're tossing around. As we know, that's well under a month. So they're going to have to scramble. They're going to have to get everything really... And, and I read this as of a couple of days ago. So this is not old news. They're still looking at the 4th of July as the start date. It looks like all the teams will be participating and uh, just cutting down games and cutting down that pro-rated pay. But right now, baseball, at least from what they're tossing around appears like it's going to be the first sport back. Now, in terms of the actual structure of what they're doing with the playoffs and and things like that, it looks like all of the teams will return. We're seeing in other leagues that only a portion of teams are coming back. Baseball, all of the teams should return with limited games, as I said, and there will be an expanded playoff. So they're looking at up to four additional teams per league. So the National League and American League will each have up to four additional teams so very very different uh playoff system in, in baseball to wrap things up this year which again you talk about a sport not making much sense i mean major league baseball they play how many games and then you get to the playoffs and it's a best of three best of five series it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever so baseball coming back first but things are going to be jumbled for sure and, and and as we get closer we will clarify gets get into some of these details but right now there's not that many clear details with baseball so we will move on from the mlb and get to a sport who looks to have their shit together the national hockey league the nhl has announced that uh they're going to be coming back with uh 24 teams okay 24 total teams Uh, 16 of those 24 teams will be playing a best of five series. Now, while I say the NHL is their shit together, they do. Everything's lined up. It's all done in terms of logistics. I mean, they're down to a couple hub cities. But the one thing the NHL is not doing is making this very clear or concise for anybody. So I'll try and do my best here. Of the 24 teams, 16 of them will be playing a best of five series. It's going to be... Uh, matched up one team against another based on seeding. How how things ended. So the good teams will face the worst teams in each division, or each uh, conference, I should say. And this will determine the seeding. So the top four teams in each in each league, right? Twenty four total, and the top four in each conference all are already in the playoffs. They're just now doing a round robin to determine who's one, two, three, and four. Those four teams in each conference, the West, it's the St. Louis Blues. Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Dallas Stars. Okay, each of those teams will play in a round robin to determine the one through four seeds. And the Eastern Conference, Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia Flyers will take on those top four seeds again, a round robin to determine the actual seeding one through four. Now, the rest of the 16 teams, which is eight in each conference, they will play one best of five series each, okay? So each team split off into a best of five series and whoever wins that best of five series is in the playoffs, okay? So there's no bracket style entry to the playoffs. It's simply you have to win the best of five series and then after that, seeding will be determined, okay? So in the Western Conference, here are the matchups right now. Well, here are the matchups. They're not going to change. The Edmonton Oilers are taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. Nashville will play the Arizona Coyotes, Vancouver will take on Minnesota and Calgary will play the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, We will have odds on these series and individual games as we get closer to the puck drop because I still have to get a lot of information from individual players, injury news, see what these coaches have been doing. We have loose ends to tie up in the NHL before we start picking games, giving advice but I mean, right now, top of my head and this is very loose, we're not going to talk numbers, I like Edmonton over Chicago I like Arizona over Nashville, I like Vancouver over Minnesota and I think the best series will be uh, Calgary and winnipeg and i right now i think that should be pretty close because i uh, for the listeners who've uh, listened for a while for the uh, nhl stuff and you like the hockey talk on here i have faded calgary all season long it's going to be interesting to see what, what what's important to these to these teams coming back so i'm not so sure if i'm going to be as down on calgary as i was before but right now i'd probably loosely pick a uh, winnipeg to win that right now in the east those matchups look like this Pittsburgh taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Carolina will be playing the New York Rangers. The Islanders will be taking on the Florida Panthers, and the Maple Leaves will play the Columbus Blue Jackets. So picking all of my uh, uh, kind of light teams there, without you know going too deep too deep into uh, stats. Uh, I'll take Pittsburgh. Montreal. We'll go uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Carolina Rangers. God, I don't like that matchup at all. We'll go Carolina right now and that that's one where I'd really have to dive in. Uh, uh, Islanders Panthers, we'll go New York Islanders and the Maple Leaves and Columbus um, like I said, we'll go uh, Maple Leaves I'm not actually sure if I said that earlier if I did pick Columbus, that was mistaken we would pick the Toronto Maple Leaves there again, that's all just uh, off the top of my head without really diving in we will obviously handicap these much more in depth as we get closer to the start of the season whenever that is. We don't have any definitive date right now from the NHL. They're looking at potentially late July sometime. The finalists for the two hub cities that the NHL will be playing in, and because they're going to separate everything, the Western Conference and Eastern Conference will be in two separate hub cities. The finalists are Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. So they have some whittling down to do there in the NHL. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, The NBA is looking to come back July 31st, and here's how that's going to work 22 teams will be coming back, and they're all going to be playing at the Walt Disney Resort in Orlando. One single site for all 22 teams. The playoff seating will work like this seven teams in each conference with the best records will have a clinched playoff spot. The usual tie breaking scenarios will be in place for uh, those top seven teams. The eighth seed, however, could potentially come down to a play-in tournament if there is a tie. So that'll be interesting for the last couple teams if there is a play-in. I know uh, the, the Portland Trailblazers are right around that spot right now with Memphis and a couple other teams. Um, how many total games will be in the uh, field? So, so this is important. At the end of the season, you have to look at how many total games every team would have played because some teams will have played more than others. For example, the Dallas Mavericks will have played 75 games by the end of this. And the Lakers and Spurs will have played 71 games by the end of this. Now, that's a four-game difference. That's pretty substantial, okay? In the regular season, that's about 5% of the season. But I'll say this. Given the fact that everyone just had a massive layoff, it is much more important to my handicapping than how these players spent the last couple months rather than do they have extra games or more games than another opponent so if no one had any time off this would be you know somewhat significant but the fact that everyone's had these last couple months off is much more important to me how do they spend those couple months they spend it eating working out uh training you know it's very different i am from denver colorado for those who don't know uh uh, right here in Denver. That's where Woos Media is based. And by the way, sports betting became legal here. We, that's why we moved back uh, recently on May 1st is legal here. But uh, Nikola Jokic, the center for the Denver Nuggets, he has turned completely into a different person over the last couple months. He's lost all that, you know, baby fat, as a lot of people say, that chub. And he's got like a six-pack now. He looks all ripped. He's kind of skinny. So, you yeah. know, I actually don't know whether it's going to be good or bad for for his basketball side of things. It's going to help him uh, in terms of stamina and movement and on the outside, but banging on the inside, which he didn't do a whole lot already, it's going to hurt. So whether it's going to help or hurt, you know, I'm not talking about the Nuggets here specifically, but how these players spent the last couple months will have a lot to do with how they come back. So to me, that's the most important thing. Uh, Here are the teams that will be coming back as the final 22. And no, there are not the same number of East and Western teams in the East, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Indiana, Philly, Brooklyn, Washington, and uh, Orlando are the teams coming back in the Eastern conference. And the West, we'll see the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City, uh, Houston Rockets, Dallas, Memphis, Portland, uh, New Orleans, the Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns. So that's how uh, basketball is going to look. And and honestly, I think basketball will, the the one side, all these teams coming back, this is the one that, that seems the most rocky to me for, for a couple reasons. First of all, the logistics of getting everyone to Orlando, all in these different hotel rooms, it's It It seems to me more difficult than spreading this out over a couple different sites, even potentially three or four different sites. So everyone going to one area seems like a lot. But more than that, it's the players. Because I've heard recently, the last week or so, a lot of guys coming out, Kyrie Irving, Dwight Howard, saying they don't want to play. So I believe they will play. LeBron James is saying that he wants to play. So I, I think that says a lot for the NBA. But given the fact that a lot of players are being outspoken about this, I wouldn't count on it so fast. So we've talked about football, hockey, basketball. Uh, We talked about baseball. Soccer is left for those who care about soccer. Uh, These are the... Well, Soccer is back. It's been back for a couple weeks. The German Bundesliga, La Liga, uh, Portugal Premier League, Turkey, Austria, Sweden, Czech Republic, Costa Rica, all of those leagues have been back. English Premier League is back on the 17th of this month, and uh, the championship is back on the 20th. So, With the Premier League coming back this Wednesday on the 17th, that means tomorrow, the 16th, we'll be giving out several picks, going over the Premier League, how to handicap these teams coming back, who I like and dislike off that long layoff. Uh, But we will wrap up today's show by giving you guys a pick. This pick is for today. It it is in La Liga, which is the Spanish uh, Premier League. It is called La Liga. We are taking Sevilla minus 150 over Levante. Here's why. Things are looking very good right now for Sevilla. Of all of the teams in La Liga who needed... This layoff needed a break over the last month. Sevilla, I would say, was the single team who needed that break. They were injured, banged up, a lot of players going through different transfer talks, which have really calmed down these last couple months. And they were still in third place in the Liga. I mean, this is one of the best teams in in the whole league. And they were injured. Like I said, a lot of distractions. They were still winning. They needed that break. First of all, to get everyone back. They are fully healthy now. Everyone they expect to be part of that starting 11 is back. And like I said, the the players who were mentioned to transfer, especially Frankie DeJong that's died down. These guys aren't going anywhere. They're back specifically next season because they're going to be playing, they're looking to be playing uh, Champions League soccer. So they're back, they're healthy, they have a return, you know, their ideal starting 11, and it's not just everyone who's healthy, but midfielder, uh, Namaja Gudeli, is returning from suspension to add to that already deep midfield where they already have a big advantage against Levante. And I think that we actually probably see him come off the bench if he plays at all. So, uh, I mentioned Frankie de Jong. He'll be back as well. So things are very good for Sevilla, okay? I think this is being priced as if Sevilla was playing normal as they had been before the break. And on the other side, let's talk about Levante. Things are not going well for them. I mean, they're dealing with all sorts of issues, including their star defender, Ivan Lopez, out with injury. Their leading goal scorer, Roger Marti, he got a red card last game. So he's he's out from suspension due to red card, He's their best goal scorer by far. He has 11 goals this season. The next player on their team has five. And they were already struggling. They're only sitting nine points ahead of relegation. So you factor all that in, I believe 150 is fair and accurate if none of this extra player information is involved. And this is what's going to happen early on. For my consistent listeners, you guys know, I say that I make my most money, and it's true. I make my most money at the beginning of every season, most Handicappers, most sports bettors are different, right? And I don't blame that. I don't, I, I, I understand. I mean, you get more accurate the more data you get. But the sports books also get more accurate the more data they get. So it's early in the season. It's coming back off of breaks unprecedented, frankly, breaks like this where you can find edges. And Sevilla, minus 150, is a massive edge. This should be closer to minus 180, minus 190. This is not priced correctly for their players coming back first Sevilla, and really all the issues that Levante was dealing with and is dealing with. So that does it for our first podcast back. Thanks for listening. Every single day, like I said, we're not going anywhere. Uh, stories, advice, picks, all the good stuff. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with some Premier League news. So we'll talk to you then on the Sharp Angle. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.